0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another podcast. I'm Dave Hendrick, and you join me. Purely because I need to cheer myself up. It's been a rough 20 hours or so since Liverpool lost to Chelsea. I've done the two-footed podcast. I was furious. I did post-match Raw. I was furious on that. Two-footed podcast. Furious. Did a scouted with Carl. Still semi-furious. And the weekend is here and I don't want to be furious going into the weekend. So I thought I'll do something different. I'll talk about something that I always enjoy talking about which is transfers um, to kind of take my mind off it and maybe take your mind off it as well. Before I do, this podcast is dedicated to the memory of Reeden James Sheehan, who was born asleep on the 26th of September last year. And his dad wants people to know that he existed, and I want you to know that he existed. Reeden James Sheehan, born an angel, on the 26th of September, 2020. Um, on to the podcast, I was asked by Adam Hanlon, you might know him on social media, at nabby underscore lad, if I could pick all the positions I think Liverpool need to strengthen this summer, targets attainable, should we get Champions League, and targets attainable without Champions League? Pick three targets per position, but with a twist. Target one, can only get this player if we get Champions League football next season. Target two, a wild card. Someone who should we should really only be getting if we get Champions League, but someone who might have their head swayed and come anyway. And target three, a player we can sign who'd be happy to join us without the Champions League. So... The next task is funding these in the FSG model and the COVID market. So the first thing to do is take a quick look at our squad. And we all know there's a bunch of players currently on the books at Liverpool who could be sold, who are out on loan and not really providing anything for us at the moment. So let's work through the squad. The goalkeepers, we have Alisson, obviously we're keeping Alisson. Adrian, I I think we'll all be happy to let him go on a free. Cueven Kelleher stays as as a depth option. Pitaluga stays as a depth option, and we see what happens with Gribera. So, first things first, I I do think we need a goalkeeper. Ideally, a good second-choice goalkeeper, but if it comes to it, just a third-choice backup keeper who's never going to play, and at that point is only in the squad really for the purposes of the quota. At centre-back, Virgil will be back, and that's brilliant. Joe Gomez will be back at some point. Now, I think we all need to temper our expectations of what Joe will be when he returns. I don't think he's coming back anything close to the level he was at. And if he does get back there, it'll be a long road to get there. I would say at the moment, pencil him in as the third or fourth centre-back for next season. We leave out Quebec because we don't own him. Ben Davies, I think, is the fifth centre-back and third left-back. I would sell Joel Matip. He's played 19 games across the last two seasons. He won't play again this year. He misses chunks of every season. He's good when he plays, but he just doesn't play. And he earns a lot of money to not play. So we had some interest in him last summer. I would be knocking around trying to drum up some of that interest again this summer. Reese Williams, you can either loan out or keep as a sixth centre-back. And Nat Phillips, I would move on. Now, there's some confusion over Nat's contract. A lot of people think he's out a contract, including myself, think, think or thought he was at a contract this summer. But it appears that he extended his contract in 2019 before going on loan to Stuttgart. Now, the club release said he'd committed his long-term future to the club, but didn't state how long, didn't state when that contract ran until. And I haven't seen any of the major journalists come out and say, oh, it's 2022 or 23. So I'm just going to take that it was 2019. I'm going to take it for granted that it was a three- or four-year contract and that we still have time on him. And I think you'll get a decent amount of money for Nat from a lower league Premier League team, a lower-level Premier League team, or a a lower-league team, a championship team. He's done well this season. We know his flaw. He has no pace. But he's good in the air. He's a solid defender. He reads the game quite well. So that's that. Left-back, we've got Robbo, as good as there is in the world. We've got Simicus, who's, I think, a good backup and will prove to be a good signing in time. And obviously, as I said, Ben Davies can fit in there. Trent at right back, as good as there is in the world. I think we need a backup right back. I think we need two centre-backs and a backup right back. A starter to play with Virgil and a depth option to be paired with Joe to play in the Cups, play when we want to rest people, just be reliable to come in and play as and when needed. Um, in midfield, Fabinho's world-class. You've got no problems with him. It looks like Ginny will leave. It's a massive shame, but you can't hold it against him. He's been an incredible servant to the club over his time here. He played a key role in winning a Champions League and a Premier League title for us. And if he chooses to move on, he should do so with all our blessing. Thiago's world-class, no problem there. James Milner, I I think it's time to move on. He's 35. He'll be 36 next January. His legs are gone. He can't run anymore. He doesn't offer enough on the pitch as a footballer. I don't hear about all the stuff he offers off the pitch. He doesn't offer enough on the pitch, and he earns 150 grand a week. If you can convince Leeds to take him, and you can convince him to go there, that's the deal to make. I would be tempted to sell Naby if I didn't think we'd lose an absolute fortune on him. Because of the injury problems, his value has never been lower. I think our best bet is hold on to Naby, try and rebuild him, Use him as a squad player to play in certain situations. If you can get runs a game out of uh, games out of him, brilliant. Use him in maybe different positions as well, and and he can be a very important player. Henderson's the captain. He's not going anywhere. Curtis Jones is a young star in the making. Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, I think it's time to move on, and I know we're going to lose money on him. But I do think there'd be Premier League interest in him. I think Ox is a good player who needs a run of games to get back to a good level. The, the unfortunate thing for him is that we can't give him a run of games because to carry him for that run of games to get him to the level he wants to be at or needs to be at. So I'd be looking to move off of Ox. I'd be looking to move off of Shakiri. Um at 29, I think it's just time to to send him on down the road. He's obviously done well for us, played a big part in winning the Champions League with, with the performance at home to Barcelona. Barely played last year, hasn't played a bunch this year. Talented, inconsistent, frustrating. A good player for the right club, and I think there will be clubs interested. There has been every window, basically, since we bought him. We could have sold him if we would wanted to, but we've held on to him. And then Ben Woodburn, I, I think it's just time to say goodbye. He. he he hasn't reached the level that we need. He's never going to play for the first team again unless it's a situation like all our players are gone off to the Middle East and we're playing a, a League Cup game or something like that. So time to move on from him, um, which means we need someone to replace Wijnaldum. Numbers-wise, I'm okay with this, but we need a body to replace Wijnaldum. Um Up front, Firmino, his best years are behind him, but I think he can still be a valuable squad player Sadio he hasn't had a good season you hope that he'll rediscover his form and get back to what he does best um but so obviously you're keeping him unless someone blows you away with an offer you keep Sadio Mo it shouldn't even be up for discussion most days um Jota obviously stays had a great start to the season got injured but you know we've seen what he can do and it, it's very very promising as a as a striker or a winger, he's a, he's a great option for us to have. Divock, uh, it's just time to say goodbye. It is time to say goodbye to Divock Origi. And God bless him. He did great things for us, won us the Champions League or helped us win a Champions League. But it's time to move on. It's time for everybody to move on and um, find him a new home. We've got a bunch of players on loan. Grujic. Sell Minamino. I think we should sell Carius. Sell Ojo. Sell Harry Wilson. Always has offers. We've been demanding too much money. We need to sell him. Harvey Elliott. I think you loan out again. I think he's done brilliantly well at, at Blackburn. He's an incredible prospect. I think you need to loan him again. Get keep him playing regularly. Seth Vandenberg, by all accounts, has played a couple of games at right-back for Preston and looks very good. So I think you leave him there for next season and hope he develops. Gribera. again, probably loan him for another season, see how he develops. And Tehu Awanyi, he's just never going to get a work permit, ever. It's been 47 years, he still doesn't have a work permit. But he's having a good season for Union Berlin. And I think you'll find a buyer for him. So. Looking at the squad, I want you to go, Wilson to go, Ojo, Ojo, uh, Ojo, Carius, Minamino, Gruyich, loan out Nico, Harvey, and Sep, and Camille, sell Woodburn, sell Phillips, sell Matip, sell Origi, sell Chakiri sell Ox, let Adrian go, and let Milner go. I know it's an awful lot and I know it's not going to happen. But the question was, what would I do? And I'm not rational at the moment. So I'm letting as many go as I can, clearing the decks, clearing the wage bill, bringing in as much money as we can, because we know these owners don't like to spend. They don't like to put their hand in their pocket. They've never done it so far. If we're not in the Champions League, that's obviously going to affect things. Now, the flip side of that is maybe they take a Mike Ashley approach. Like Mike Ashley won't spend money in the Premier League. But when Newcastle go into the championship, he's more than happy to spend money to get them back up because he's desperate for that Premier League cash. And maybe with Fenway Sports Group, maybe if we miss the Champions League, they'll be desperate for that Champions League cash and they'll invest some money. But we'll take it that they're not going to put in a whole lot. Maybe they'll put in some. We'll still have made money. We made a bunch of money last year off off the title win. We've got the new Nike deal. I know it's COVID and all that kind of stuff. I'll, le- I'll leave that to Mo Chatra. I'm not getting into the minutiae of the finances because I could look at them for days and not have a breeze what they're saying. I'll leave that to Mo on Money Talks over on Pro to um, to break that down. But I don't see any reason. Like I think Matip is is twenty twenty five million. I think Shaq is 15. Divock is probably 15. Ox is around fifteen, but there's seventy million. Uh, Nat, I think we'll get ten million for. There's eighty. Grujic, ten to twelve. Is that fair? Minamino, fifteen. Carius, five. Ojo, maybe around the same. Wilson, could he bring? 12 million he was going to we, we were offered 12 million by Burnley last year he's having a pretty good season at Cardiff so maybe we can get some you can get 15 for him I, I would take 10 I would take less than I'm suggesting for all of these players and Awanyi, again I think you'll get 10 million for him because he's, he's done really well on a, on a number of his loan spells now the players I've mentioned in terms of sales none of them have contributed a whole lot this season or indeed last season. So you're not really taking away from the squad. The only ones that would be leaving that would be that, that have contributed. Ginny has contributed massively. Milner's contributions mostly come off the field, but you know he's, he's played a lot of minutes. He's had a bang load of injuries. And Adrian had a good spell last year when he came in the first time Alisson got injured. And kept us on track in the league. Now he was a disaster the second time, but that is what it is. But I still think there's 120, 130 million in sales there if, if we don't hold out for unrealistic prices. That's been one of our problems is demanding money that clubs weren't willing to part with. I think we have to lower our expectations for what these players are worth and just take the money we can get and move on from them. And I don't see any reason there can't be a net spend of you know fifty, sixty million. I just don't see why there can't be. Even in COVID, if you want to be a serious team, if you want to be a contender, you're going to have to spend some money. And maybe we have to spend more money this summer than we'd like, and spend a little bit less next summer. But it's imperative that we spend money this summer because we've got a really short window with Mo, with Thiago, with Virgil—these world-class players who are. Late twenty, thirty. Virgil's coming back off an ACL injury. We've got a really short window that we need to maximise. is the same, he's 28 as well. We need to win as much as we can while we have these players because in a couple of years we won't have them or they'll have dropped off. While they're still elite-level players, we need to maximise that. And that means being aggressive in the transfer market. So the six players I think we need. I think we need a backup goalkeeper or a third-choice goalkeeper, depending on whether we're in or out of the Champions League. We need a backup right-back. We need a starting centre-back and a backup centre-back. We need a body in midfield, a starter, of ideally. And we need a starting striker. Because for me, I would be shifting to what Klopp has partially shifted to, which is that kind of box midfield or a 4-4-2 or a 4-2-3-1 that involves Salah playing up front. Now, I like Salah as, as one of a two up front. I think that's the best way with Mo. And I think if you've, got, if you've got Salah plus one and Firmino and Jota as your four options up front and Mane can also play there, I think you're in a really strong position. I think if you play that four four two or the box midfield, Curtis Jones can be one of those wide players who plays in a you know who moves central. Um, I think Naby can also play that role, but obviously he'd be needed in midfield at times as well. So for me, if I'm looking for a Wijnaldum replacement, I'm looking for someone that comes in and plays wide rather than another central midfielder. I think in Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, and Naby, we've got four central midfielders. Now, admittedly, three of them are injury-prone. Thiago, Nabi, and Henderson, they're all injury-prone. Fabinho has injuries a lot of seasons, so it's not ideal. But even six is stretching what I think is even realistic for us. I'm expecting more along the lines of like three or four. But to have a squad capable of, of competing on all fronts, I think we need six, if I'm honest um goalkeeper right so champions league or no champions league in the champions league the goalkeeper i think is a good fit for us and we've scouted before is Can kakir or kashir i'm not sure which he plays for trabzonspor in turkey he's a turkish a turkish international goalkeeper really talented style of play fits what we want in a goalkeeper similar stylistically to alisson 24 years of age, big frame, talented keeper. I think he's someone, I know we've, we've looked at him before, I think he's someone we could revisit. Um, so he'd be the one if we're in the Champions League. If we're not in the Champions League, then I've got two options. One is the wild card, you know, someone that whose head you could turn. I think Rui Silva, the Portuguese goalkeeper at Granada, would be a good fit here. Now, he's a free agent, so we should be able to get him regardless. But I think he'd be more willing to accept being Alisson's backup because any goalkeeper signing for us knows they're not coming in as first choice. I think he'd be willing to accept being Alisson's backup if we're in the Champions League and he thinks, right, I won't play Champions League, but I'll get league games either side of those Champions League games and I'll get cup games. So I could get 20 starts a season. And then we only need to play Alisson maybe... 35 times a season rather than wearing him out because we know that allison has had some injury problems so we want a good caliber of goalkeeper that we can rely on i think he would be that guy otherwise not in the champions league i'm kind of saying right just an older experienced third choice keeper who won't do stupid things a slightly better version of Of Adrian. This guy might not even be that. He's not a keeper that I'm overly keen on. But he is on a free. And I'm thinking budget wise. And I'm thinking quota wise. John Ruddy. I know he's not great. I know he's not great at all. But he is a reliable. Proven Premier League goalkeeper. Who can do a job. And I think he'd do a job. And I think we owe him. Because Suarez bullied that poor man for years. So. He'd be the one scraping the barrel, someone just for quota, and who'll be third-choice keeper and a good presence around the place, John Ruddy. Um, In terms of backup right-back, again, Champions League, Zeki Salek of Lille, they've got financial problems, so they will need to sell. I think he would join us, even knowing he's not going to be first-choice, because we'll have an awful lot of games. We'll go full out in, obviously, the league in the Champions League. We might put more emphasis on the Cup if we had a decent Cup team. Leal have financial problems and probably wouldn't demand crazy money from But if they win the title this year or qualify for Champions League, it'll make it a bit trickier. You'd need to be in the Champions League to afford him. Failing that, Ola Aina, I think, is a player that without the Champions League, we could get. He's obviously on loan at Fulham now. He's a good player. If they go down, he's not staying. Torino do want to sell him because he wants to move back to England. He is homegrown, so that matters. He can play right back, left back, or right side centre back in a three. So again, he's versatile. He'd allow Trent to move into midfield for certain games. If you needed that, if you had an injury crisis in midfield, you've got a quality right back. Now you can move Trent into midfield. Um, He'd be one. And the other one then, I think we can get regardless, Jed Spence. Um, I think Aina would move I think he'd move regardless. I'm not saying he's a Champions League player, but I think he is good enough to play at that level. But Jed Spence, we can get regardless. Um, from Middlesbrough, 20 years of age. Plays right back and left back. Tall and athletic. Homegrown. Good on the ball. Strong defensively. Very, very good athlete. He'd be the one for me um, if we couldn't get Aina. Uh, back Backup centre-back, I'll do first. I think if we get Champions League it's Ozlan Quebec. I think we just keep Quebec. We have an option to buy him for 18 million, which is a good price. Uh he's had a bit of a shaky start admittedly, but he was playing next to a midfielder who didn't know what he was doing and young center backs that are still learning themselves. So, you know, you have to give him a bit of a bit of time and a bit of rope. He's come in, in an awkward situation where we're, we're fairly garbage as well. We've taken nine points from the last 14 games, which translates to 24 or 25 points over a season. So he's joined the team in relegation form. And not just relegation form, like bottom of the table form. Only Southampton have taken less points from us over the last 14 games. And they've taken seven. So only two worse than us. And they beat us. In that time. Everybody else has done better than us. In the last 14 games. Sheffield United. Who are dreadful. One of the worst teams the Premier League has ever seen. Have won four games. And taken 12 points. From the last 14. They've actually taken 13 points. From the last 14 games. So they're substantially better than us. Over that time period. But Ozan Kabak, I think is one. If we get top four. I think we keep him. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you kept him anyway. But failing that. A player who I think is Champions League caliber, but I think he he would be attracted to joining us, is Max Lacroix of Wolfsburg. French centre-back, joined them last summer. Um, a couple of teams in the Premier League were rumoured to be interested in him. 6'3", really good athlete, really commanding player, good on the ball. Little shades of Van Dijk about him. Someone that we're rumoured to have looked at. I think he'd be worth considering. And then one we can get regardless. I think Loic Bade of Lens, Again, 20. Again, French. Again, 6-3. Very comfortable on the ball. Big, big talent. Joined them from Le Havre last summer. Has been very, very good this year. We were rumoured to be interested in, in him in January. He wouldn't have qualified for work permit at the time because he hadn't completed a season in the French top league. He will have at the end of this year. He'll have all the points needed. I think he would make sense for us. So any of those three centre backs, Quebec, Lacroix, or Bade. Um starting centre backs, this is where it gets, you know, a little bit more exciting because you're talking about higher end players, players that are, you know going to improve the starting team the dream for me is it will be jules Koundé. if we got champions league that would be I, i'd happily blow the whole budget on him i think he is a very special center back he's smaller than we would normally buy he's only 510 but he's really explosive great leap good in the air brilliant on the floor a brilliant defender on the ground Rarely gets beaten 1v1. Really good pace. Really comfortable on the ball. Has played a ton of football at right back. He's To me, he's this generation's Lillian Turam. I don't know if he'll become as good as Turam. Turam's one of the best defenders the game's ever seen. But he is that player for this generation. Um, can be top class at either position. I think he's going to be a world-class centre-back. I, I, he caused a lot. There's no question. He'd cost a lot, but I do think he'd be worth it. Uh, He's someone that I mentioned on AI Pods three years ago when he was still at Bordeaux on transfer committee pods, but he's developed into a much better defender at this stage, and I thought he'd be by now, and he's somebody definitely worth consideration. Um, But he he would cost a fortune. Out of the Champions League, I do think Edmund Tapsapa of Leverkusen would be gettable, even without Champions League football. Very, very good passer of the ball, good pace, very composed, not as strong in the air as you would want him to be, um, but a very, very talented defender. He's a big fan of Virgil, so I think he would be happy to come and learn from his idol. Um, Wouldn't be cheap, but wouldn't be ridiculous money either. And then the other one, I think we, and, and again, he's a Champions League caliber player who I think we could just attract because we are Liverpool, because we have Klopp, because we have the players we have. I think that will turn heads. I think his would be one of them. And a player I think we could sign regardless is Esri Hanza. Now, again, he wouldn't be cheap. Villa will want a premium for him. They paid 12. I think it would cost 40 to get him. But I'm a big fan. I've been a fan of his since he was at Charlton. Went to Brentford. We tried to buy him at that point, but I don't know what the situation was, whether he just wanted to go and play somewhere. Somehow, the powers that be at Bournemouth looked at Brentford, saw him play next to Chris Metham, and bought Metham and not him. If they bought him, they'd probably still be in the Premier League. To me, he's been a top two centre-back in the league this season, along with Ruben Diaz. He has been great since week one. He has carried Tyron Mings. Absolutely carried him all season long. He's a big part of why Villa are a top-half team. He won't get the plaudits because all the plaudits at Villa go to Jack Grealish. But Ezri Konsa has been every bit as important, if not more so, than Grealish because he's held that defence together. Um, right wing. So I'm looking at Thiago Fabinho as... A double pivot. Mane on the left wing. And I want a right winger. So again, I've got three. Now, the first one is Mikel Oyarzabal of Real Sociedad. Now, he does play a lot of his football on the left wing. But he's also excellent on the right. Can play through the middle as well. I think he's someone who's often overlooked because he's not a a flashy player, but he's a super effective player. He'll bring you goals, 14, 14, 12, and 10 in the last four seasons, and this one is still ongoing, and he's got 10 in 23, 8 and 15 in the league. So he gives you goals. He gives you creativity. He's a really hard worker, really smart player, really intelligent movement off the ball, makes good decisions on the ball. Been at Saussier his entire career. Um, bar, you know, he was in the Ibar Academy. I think when he was like seven or something. But uh, he's been at Saussier since he was fourteen. He's just a very, very good player that I think would improve pretty much any team he comes into. Um, again, he could play left wing and Manny could play right wing. Doesn't necessarily have to be inverted wingers, but I, I think he's one that would make a lot of sense. Uh, A Champions League caliber player whose head we could turn outside the Champions League. I think Rafinha at Leeds. There's no doubt in my mind he's a Champions League level player. Uh, He would have been in the Champions League this season if he'd stayed at, at Stad Ren. He's been really, really impressive for Leeds. Five goals already in the Premier League in only 20 appearances. Some of them as sub. Creative good passer, great dribbler, inventive, those things you don't necessarily expect. Only 24. Doesn't turn 25 until December of this year. So he's a young 24. Loads of runway, loads of room to get better. Obviously, we've got some Brazilians, so he'll settle in. He'll be at home. Ali will try and drown him or whatever it is Ali does with people. Um, yeah, I think Rafinha, I think we could get him without Champions League. I don't think the fee would be mental for him. I think you're probably looking 45 to 50 million. Now, again, if we're out to the Champions League, that could be difficult. But he is one. And I, again, I'm not saying that we sign Silva, Aina, Lacroix, Tapsapa and him. You know, but they're options. Um, there are. You know, we could sign a couple of them and a couple of others and improve ourselves without being in the Champions League. So he's definitely one that has to be on any shortlist. He's been so good this season. He's a match winner. He's an absolute match winner. He just changes games with one little movement, one pass, one dribble, one shot. He's he's going to be top class. And finally, someone that we can get outside the Champions League. He's not quite a Champions League-caliber player just yet. This is his first great season, so maybe this is a premature one. But Pedro Goncalves at Sporting, 14 goals in 17 league games this season. Plays as an inside right in like a staggered front three where it's one and two behind. But he's comfortable playing out off the right. He can also play off the left and cut in field. So again, Mane can play right side. We've seen Mane play right side a bunch in the past. Um he's having a great season. He's leading that team to the title this season. Sporting are comfortable at the top of the Portuguese league. They're nine points clear. They're unbeaten. And he's the star of the show. He's the unquestioned best player in that team. And they've got some quality players. Pedro Porro, the right wing back, who's on loan from City, is very, very talented. They have a cheap buy option on him. Nuno Mendes, the left wing back, 18 years of age, one of the best young left backs in the world. But he's the star of that show. Uh, he is sensational. And he would be worth, he would be worth considerable, um, attention this summer. And then up front, this guy's not had a great season for Benfica, but he's super talented. And I think he'd be a really good fit with Mo in a two is Darwin Nunes. Uruguayan striker turns 22 this summer. He's only 21 now, six foot two good in the air, but really good on the floor. Good feet can beat people on the dribble. Decent pace makes good runs. He's an intelligent player. He's a very unselfish player. He's always looking to link up, wants to be part of a team unit, part of, you know, considered play. He doesn't just want the ball knocked in behind so he'll run on to it. He wants to drop off and get involved. I see hints of Harry Kane in him. That might just be me. But I see hints of Harry Kane and how he plays. He hasn't had a great season for Benfica, admittedly. Only four goals in the league. But he has got 12 and 31 across all competitions. It it was a big step up from to go to Benfica from Almira in the secunda division in Spain. So I think he's adapted quite well. He's done well in Europe, well in the cup. His league form, his performances have been better than his goal return. He's a player I really like. He's a player I think would be worth getting this summer. And I think you'll get him this summer for less than he'll be worth in two years' time if he explodes next season. Benfica have had a pretty disastrous season and I would put that largely at the feet of the manager and some of the older players they put together a team that they thought was going to dominate in portugal and they're fourth in the league they're 13 points off the top they're out of europe they're out of all the domestic cups they were talking about a quadruple before the season they're going to end up with nothing they'll be lucky if they finish in the Champions League positions. Well, they won't be lucky. Look- Actually, yeah, they will. They'll be lucky if they finish in the Champions League positions. So they're currently outside of them as well, looking at Europa League football again. This is a team that in the summer went out and spent about €105 million. Euro. Pedrinho, Gilberto, Helton Lete, Jan Vertonghen, Everton, Luca Walshmit, Darwin Nunes, Nicholas otamendi and Lucas Vresmo. Spent an awful lot of money for very little return. Brought, brought back uh, Jorge Jesus, who they thought was going to be the one that would lead them to the promised land. Now, they did sell um, Ruben Diaz in the summer, so that balanced out quite a bit of the money. But at the same time, it's a massively disappointing season for a team that finished second last season and sacked their manager. Um, so, I don't put Darwin's lack of goals down to him. I put it down to the circumstance and the situation that he's in. He hasn't played every game and, you know, he hasn't started every game. Um, but he's a very good player. Um, one who's a Champions League caliber player, but I think we could turn his head, would be Andre Silva of Eintracht Frankfurt. Again, someone that I talked about on the transfer committee pod a couple of years ago. When he was at Porto, he would go on to AC Milan. It didn't work out well for him there. He went on loan to Sevilla. He did okay. And then Milan and Frankfurt struck a deal where Milan sent Silva to Frankfurt. Frankfurt sent Antti Rebic to Milan. And both took obligations or options to buy, which they both took up after both did well. Last season, he scored... um, 16 and 37 across all competitions. This season, he's got 20 and 23, 19 and 21 in the league. He's having a tremendous season. He's a proper striker. He scores goals, runs the channels, links to play. He's decent in the air. He's not the biggest. He's one, but he's really good on the floor. He's got really good feet, good pass through the ball. I know we've looked at him. I know he's someone of interest. I think we could get him. Now, he has also been linked with United. And he would also make sense there. He's the type of striker that they need. So, you know. This will be mental because it's Eintracht Frankfurt. It's the Bundesliga. I think 35, 40 million probably gets him. And I think he will bring you goals. I do genuinely think you'll get goals from him. And then the last one is... Odson Edward of Celtic. I think we can get him regardless. I, I don't think he's a nailed-on Champions League caliber player. I do think he's comfortably the best player in Scotland. Um, just a really good all-round forward. Does a bit of everything and does it all well. Scores your goals. Links play. Works hard. Good as a, as a lone striker or in a two. 23-52 his first season with Celtic. 29-47 in 47 last season. And nineteen in thirty so far this season, fifteen in twenty three in the league in a really bad Celtic team. The only shining light in a really bad Celtic team. I think Odson Edward would make a lot of sense for us. I think he'd be affordable. He's had a contract in twenty twenty two. I think he's one that makes an awful lot of sense. So yeah, that would be it. Akir Rui Silva or John Ruddy for the goalkeeper. Salek, uh, Aina or Spence as a backup right back. Kabak, Lacroix or Bidet as a backup centre back. Kunde Tapsapa or Konza as a starting centre back. Rafinha, sorry, Oyarzabal, Rafinha or Concalves as the right or left winger, depending on where you want to play Sadio. And then Darwin Nunes. Andre Silva and Odson Edward as the striker option. Obviously, people are going to have their own views on it. I'm just here to tell you that I'm right. I'm not here to argue. I'm just explaining why I'm right. And I have neither the time nor the crayons to make you understand more. (laughs) This has actually cheered me up. I feel much better now than I did at the start of this podcast. So if you are still listening, thank you very much for allowing me to just ramble. And talk about transfers, none of whom will probably happen. We'll probably spend seven million net, uh, bring in a couple of fourteen-year-olds from you know wherever, and uh, sign all the goalkeepers, young goalkeepers, because that's just what we seem to do now. Um, but yeah, that is it. That is me, done and dusted. Thank you to Adam for the uh, the question. Thank you to anybody that takes time to send me questions, either for. The two footed pod for scouted or if you want anything else like this, just let me know because I've got time. Uh, this is what I do now. So I'm, I'm, I've got the time to do it and I'm more than happy to uh, to do. So I have one or two others that I want to do um, coming up. I'm going to try and do this weekly if I can try and do just a, an Anfield Index podcast, another podcast Um Alongside the two footed pod every day, because I get an awful lot of Liverpool centric questions on it, and I'm trying to do as little Liverpool as I can and focus on the entire league. And then obviously, I know certain, you know, a lot of people aren't subscribed to Pro because finances at the moment for everybody is difficult. So I get that. That's totally understandable. But there is a free trial on Pro. Give it a try. Check it out. See what you think. The Kenny Dog Leash, uh, What Kenny Means to Me podcast. Is available now to listen to for free. No sign-up or anything required. It's excellent. Trev Downey does a brilliant job uh, weaving it all together. Downey is the best of the best, as you know. So check out uh, anything he does. Check out the great stories uh, because it's a triumph, an absolute triumph. And, um, yeah, two-footed podcast every day at 4 p.m. on the EPL Index um, feed. So it won't be on this one. It will be on the EPL Index one. Aside from that, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and do just in your thoughts, if you get a chance, just keep in mind a little baby born asleep called Reading James Sheehan. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Podcast Network.